I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. It's the episode we've been waiting for, Nikki. <laughs> I Dogs. Know. Dogs. Sorry, this... cat people. <laughs> Are we, though? Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> well, sorry, not sorry. Yes. Well, sorry, sorry just like. They're listening to this going like, what, uh, whatever. Well, they've already clicked off, so now they're gone, so it's fine. They've already, you're right. They didn't, you know, they didn't even, they didn't even click on it. So they didn't click fine. on they it. They saw the, the title, title. They're like, the title, yeah. they're, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. That's, yeah. They're slobbery. I don't want them. Yeah. We're, we are a little biased. Yeah. We are yeah. very biased. Oh, a little? So we, or, we are, I was going to say, let's, yeah. yeah. We, we, we come from dog families. We, we have our dogs. Mm-hmm. We love mm-hmm. dogs. I mm-hmm. have said, and I say this to my clients, I like dogs better than humans. And I also I'm, say that. And well, you know what I like to say? This is what do you sounds, say? So, this is a t- mean joke. People all say, um, I'll say dogs are dogs are so much better than humans, and I should know I'm a clinical psychologist. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, but you know, I also love humans, obviously. I said that but, on a call know, the other day with amazing. I said that on a call the other day with a bunch of athletic folks, and, and when I said it, they were like, Well, Dr. Pete, coming from you. And I'm like, Well, that's me. Isn't that yeah. validating, folks? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you're struggling with the person in the office next to you. And yep, this is exactly uh-huh. why, because my doggies are happy every time I get home. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So this episode, we're going to talk about this, the behaviorism of dogs, which I will say, and Nikki, may I just call you out for a moment, please? Please, if, yes. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to tell the story. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> so, I think I've said this. I think I've you, said it on here. You have, it. but for those that haven't yeah. heard it, that Nikki um, has our, my, like my aunt dog or my, my like, what <laughs> is had. she? She's. She had, I know, but but she, uh, yes. but still to in our hearts, she is still. Yes, she's spiritually still the. She's what like was the, she to me? Like she was. She, what's well, she's like the mother? She was like you know. She was I'll the mother say, hen. She, she was like the mother hen. She was like the queen bee. Lola, we'll say her name. Lola, her name was Lola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's Nikki as a behaviorist and a very talented one, with a not very well behaved dog. And, <laughs> <laughs> And the reason for the joke I always say, so I had her, I I had her for 15 years. She lived to be 15. She's a golden retriever. She had a great dog. life. She had a, she had a really epic life. And um, I mean, part of the reason in, in my defense that she wasn't super well trained was that she was sort of like a human in a dog suit. Like she, she was, totally I mean, was she not? Was. She was, there's certain dogs that you see and like, there's something yeah. like I say, my dog now, my dog, Toby, where I'm like, you look in there, I'm like, Toby's a dog. Like yeah. there's nothing behind there, but a dog's brain. Lola, I was like, I don't know what reincarnated human lives inside of your body, but there's an old soul in there. So she was too smart for her own good. But when people would say like, she's not very well-trained, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got her when I was in college and uh, I, in college, I was not a psychology major. I was a literature and creative writing major. And yeah. so I told this to Pete when we first met and he said that to me, I was like, yeah, Lola's, Lola's the dog of a 20 year old creative writing major. That's, she sure is. <laughs> that's really, she was not the dog of a, of a, of a, psychologist who specializes in, in, in behaviorism no and no. and she was a wonderful but that being said she had the greatest disposition she, she yes. was wonderful with other dogs wonderful with other humans but she was willful like so when she wanted she to was extreme she went she went she wanted if she saw a golden retriever which is part of their breed a little bit i think a little bit yes but, so but also, i'm gonna give you a little she, yeah she she if she if she knew there was a tennis ball in the house somewhere. Even if we, I brought her to someone's house and they swore all the tennis balls were put away. She found it. She would find it. 
And she yeah. wasn't allowed to have them because she ate one once she and she them. almost died. Yeah. And so, so I had to, anytime <laughs> we came over, I had to go through my entire house and take all the toys but she, away. But she, but she would still find them, right? Remember? Not, she would, I don't, like, did she ever find, which she probably did in our house. Yeah. Because they were like yeah. under couches and, and Yeah. She would find them like behind a VCR yeah. once. That was so, really awesome. and now you've got Toby, which is another golden retriever. So you're very another loyal retriever. breed person. Yes. I yes, have uh, Tabitha and Marco. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up with dogs. You grew up with golden retrievers. I grew up with golden retrievers. Yeah. My dad had one in college. Also, he had yeah. a golden yeah. retriever. Yep. So, and so dogs, what we know, and so if nothing else you take away from this, you know, people with dogs actually mm-hmm. live longer, have better cardiovascular functioning, and mm-hmm. that is related to the oxytocin that is produced both by, you know, just from touching an animal. It's, it's also by like breastfeeding and, and sex and, and kissing. Yes, it's well, and let me just add to that because yes, and I love to share that fact yes. with people. It's because oxy- oxytocin is is um, like colloquially colloquially referred to as the love chemical. It's like the bonding chemical, the attachment yes. chemical, what we bond with other beings. And so, yeah, so I the way I like to explain it is so with so yes, it's released during childbirth and breastfeeding and and uh, during sex. Yeah, it's also released when. Um, when we touch an animal, so when you're petting, yeah. not just a dog, could be another say, animal would, as well. Hey, cat people. Yeah. Yeah, cat people. If 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 you tuned in here, here's your shout out. Um, If you made it this far, um, when you're petting the your dog, oxytocin is released in your brain and your dog's brain. How amazing! Or whoever. Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. And well, and 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 Matchcock, there was this study in 2015 found that there was improved cardiovascular function, like we said already, decreased loneliness, uh, and overall positive health outcomes. So we do see that people Mm -hmm. that are animal owners, and I I was talking to it may have been on that sport call, but or another colleague who said to Mm -hmm. me, I'm always suspect when someone tells me they're allergic or don't like dogs. <laughs> mm, yes, actually, I, I former of my for, my former boss uh, in New York when I worked, he he used to say that was um, the same thing. He he felt it was like a clinical assessment. If oh, people interesting. Had no, no interest in animals at all. Though, though, I do have to say, I, I don't. You know, I do have a, a friend who is. Uh, Anna, who's a psychologist, who's a wonderful, amazing human who had some negative experiences growing up, and so of that informed. So, so but it can't, way, you know, so that, that can't I. be a one size fits. So did I. I, mean, I got bitten chased when I was like, I think it was like I also got, old. yeah. There was like yeah, a, I got me same. Did you? Yeah, like around the corner, and I was like a little anxious kid uh, on some level, and 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 in mm-hmm. varying parts. And so there was this road that my parents never wanted us to go down, and one day I did, and I got like chased and bit by a dog. Uh, and so for a while I was like very, um, you know, a, a hesitant with dogs. And now I do that sure. with my nieces because my, with with those two nieces that I've talked mm-hmm. about on here, one of them, the older one, is seemingly like to have some anxious presentations and she mm-hmm. became like just spontaneously more afraid of the dogs and right. the other one is like sticking out her tongue and awkwardly making out with my dogs it's awkward <laughs> i said to my brother and sister i'm like that's awkward you know your your daughter is like obsessed like sometimes she was like yes my, my niece was like on the driveway drooling while marco was just like licking her <laughs> well i think you know what though like it's very hilarious yeah. um i also think that that speaks to you know i think there's like varying degrees, like with with literally anything in the brain of like how oriented someone is towards animals, right? And oh, their sure. connection to them. Sure. So like for you or me, even having had negative experiences, like for me, I, even though I hadn't, it actually, I never was afraid of them. And I was bit by a dog once when I was a kid. And I was yeah. like, I, I actually look back on that. I'm like, I can't believe like, I still just like, so was obsessed with dogs my whole life, even, yeah. you know, 
So I think that part of that too is wiring. And so some people might just not be as oriented biologically. You so you know? think and, that and people actually, might be like predisposed in a way? Well, well, yeah, because actually as I'm saying this and I, <laughs> it's not going to surprise anybody based on this episode, I love to read about uh, like the evolutionary history about the relationship between dogs and humans. Of course, they, of course I do. I just read another study the other day that was an article in the New York Times about it. You know, because it is important to recognize that it is a very ancient relationship between humans and dogs. And they, yeah. they do believe that that this like symbiotic relationship evolved probably because it was, you know, wolves out there, the, you know, ancestors sure. of wolves that there was some, you know, that we got protection from them and they, from us though, over time, like that couldn't have just been it, that, that we did grow to get emotional, That's um, right. uh, support and connection. That's where the oxytocin comes in. So, right. Just like with everything, there's something very old in our brains. Not everybody has that expression of it, though. Just right, like not everybody's a not everybody has a phobia of snakes on the negative side, right? That's right. But we all, but but we all sort of like have you know ancestors that were feared snakes for reasons that kept us safe. So you know, forty thousand years ago, we all had the ancestral experience of um, having a connection with with canines, right? Yeah, and so now there's all these different uh, programs out there. So uh, Fournier and colleagues had done uh, a study, uh, and, and there's lots of programs in prison systems now. Where I they, love these. Ones. I know oh, you would. Yes. Yeah, I love. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. using like fostering or even breeding, and they found that they improved social skills. They decreased the number of infractions. Uh, mm-hmm. and increased uh, community involvement. So again, if we think about that from a healing perspective, so there's a lot of this animal-assisted therapy, which yes. many listeners may have heard of like equine therapy with horses. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is certainly in true American form been used and abused mm-hmm. because we got peacocks and mm-hmm. stuff like that on, on flights right. as a yeah, more sort of right, supportive right. Ther- you know, right. dogs. Right. But as right. psychologists, I don't know. I mean, we write these letters because mm-hmm. the truth is, they do help people now. I, and so I think, well, maybe there's one big differentiation here is that emotional support dog is not a service dog. Correct. You know, and so, you know, service dog is protected by, you know, federal law uh, yes. and they are trained from birth. Whereas, yes. you know, emotional support dog could be, you know, Toby, Tabitha, Marco, as long as they can pass training and get this certification. Uh, but I can't like go bring them into like a restaurant or supermarket because, because I feel like I need that, you know, I can. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I think that what uh, understandably, um, you know, the, the criticism of that, and of course, this could be a whole other episode is that, yeah. you know, we all, we all uh, benefit psychologically from having animals and dogs around. That's what Pete was talking about earlier in the episode. And we do want to be mindful of, well, but do we need that? Like versus like, you know, somebody right. who, you know, I, I love the programs that exist, for example, um, with uh, veterans that uh, veterans. Uh, have P- yep. that have PTSD. There are a lot of programs where they have um, therapy dogs uh, and it reduces, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the symptom presentation, sure. right? Like that's something that, you know, that, that needs that animal, which is different than just wanting the convenience of, of, you know, having the connection with your, your dog on yeah. an airplane, for example, you know? Well, but also like then for someone who's not sighted, you know, for like a, a, a seeing eye dog. Yes. I mean, right. Yeah, are, of course. That's of course. A, a much different need. And so we bring them on, you see them on college campuses across the country during yes. like finals week, uh, because, you know, finals week, we've seen increase of suicides. And so bringing dogs on mm-hmm. has, you know, kind of decreased that. You mm-hmm. see them at airports, you know, so helping. And, you see, and well, in ho- hospitals. You in see, hospitals, you know, they, just in hospitals. walking around. Yep. Yeah. And so, well, and then I think, and then the animals and the dogs 
that they like it too. I think that's also something to keep in mind is that they they also benefit. It's a two way connection, right? It so is. I think you know he, he, humans. This is maybe you know a funny thing to say, but um, humans we can be like pretty like um, self centered as human beings, uh, yes, right? Like you. we yes, <laughs> right? We can be pretty self. And so I think even in this, there's obviously obviously the focus is often on in the research, like how is it helping humans? But I think we just want to keep coming back to it's, it's a, a bi directional. Yeah, they they yeah. they they want to connect, and I think that's what I find so. Um, deeply special about them as yeah. um as species right is that they they have a drive to connect with they other do. beings right yeah. both with humans and other dogs and sometimes other animals all the funny you know like the videos you can see of like well, the dog and cat friend or whatever love you know, those love those right? well and so tabitha yeah. one of my dogs is certified therapy dog and marco <laughs> is, failed the test so <laughs> uh in in a true like he's just a boy but uh, he actually yeah. he failed because he couldn't separate from her so there's certain things right. that they need to yeah. do in order and and the last thing you know they have to sit they have to stay they have to leave you know they have mm-hmm. to do basic commands uh they have to be able to be away from me uh, but mm-hmm. the minute that they took him away from her he was crying and he wanted to get back to her and he couldn't be like con- Oh, he's too attached. Yeah. He was so attached. But we did, Nikki, tell the story of uh, our, your bucket list experience that you and I had at Madison Square Garden in New York. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? But I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. yeah, Listeners, we do not prep any of this. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We really don't. Uh, It's a real, (laughs) it's a real moment to moment conversation. Yeah. We went, I can't remember how you got the tickets for this. We my went friend breeds to, Westies. Uh, oh, my okay. So my yeah. you're caught. Hey, we Peggy went Farrelly. to. <laughs> thank you for the tickets. We <laughs> went to the dog show at Madison Square Garden, and we like went. I mean, I mean, you you know, if you guys didn't know already, like Pete and I are pretty big dorks. Um, and it was <laughs> I kept saying it was such a cultural experience for me because it was oh, also it was like wonderful. very. It was a very New York. Yeah. So being you know the uh, Angelino that I am, <laughs> we met some 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 lovely. Um, uh, women that came out from Long Island. Love <laughs> that. I, yes. Uh, they knew everything. And they knew everything. And I was like, this is cool. I was like, I am having a real New York experience. And we got to go backstage and see all these oh amazing God. dogs. And I was like, I'm, this is, I'm into this. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was such a cool experience on so many levels. And, you know, just yes. seeing it. And I think just watching though Westminster on TV, sometimes I could do it. So, uh, would you have any? It's also, it is a big responsibility having a dog or an animal, any animal. It you is know. though, but very, pur- very purposeful, right? I think yeah. it's like you know, a lot of times, yeah. I, I've had patients ask me before, like, "Is this a good idea?" And I'm always like, yeah. "I don't know, Mike." But it can, it can orient your schedule. You get outside and walk. You connect with other people. You know, um, it can also. I'll, I'll add this dorky behaviorism uh, plug. When you're uh, working with a, a dog trainer, or you're learning on your own. Um, you are using operant conditioning, mm-hmm. which is the same uh, type of. Uh, behavioral theor- theory that we use um, in cognitive behavioral therapies. It's yes. the same stuff. So there's a great, there's actually a great book that a lot of like new students to behaviorism, like doctoral students read, which is called Don't Shoot. I think it's called Don't Shoot the Dog. It is. Uh, it's written by, uh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's written we by that, like, um, a former, yeah. was it like a former dolphin trainer wrote it or something? I oh, I don't know actually who she is. I should know that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's okay. a great book if somebody's interested in both dog training and also just like how does this apply to human behavior? Um, it absolutely does. Great. So, if, 
so this was like so much fun. And, and just for the listeners out there, again, any kind of animals that touch oxytocin improves cardio health, decreases loneliness. There are programs out there where we're utilizing dogs to benefit various populations and helps you even just stay organized. So if you're thinking about getting a dog, dogs are special. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.